And this is absolutely not a comparison game. This is not looking at someone else and saying, they're so much better than me. They have all these things. They do everything right. And I'm not at that level. Welcome to the success club, the podcast where we delve into all things, business, marketing, mindset, and how to succeed as an entrepreneur. I'm your host, Shakira Jade, multiple seven figure business owner and business coach with a passion for helping people succeed and blaze their own trail in business. If you are ready to uplevel your skills, your mindset, and step into your next level self, then you've come to the right place. Think of me as your business bestie, as we navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and life. Each week, I'll be taking you through business strategies along with resources and actionable steps so that you can make your wildest dreams a reality. I invite you to be a part of the success club by subscribing to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for pressing play today. And now let's get into it. Hello guys, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. This week, we're going to be talking all about the saying success leaves clues. Now, this is a saying I heard many years ago, and it really resonated with me, particularly when it comes to business and to growing your business. So the concept is really looking at what other successful entrepreneurs have done who have gone before you, and then looking at the clues they have left as to how they achieved that success. Something that really gets me very excited talking about this. So I am really excited to bring you guys this episode. Now, the first time I ever heard this saying was from Tony Robbins, and I am obsessed with Tony. He is so inspirational. He's definitely one of my favorite um, personal development or motivational speakers, whatever you want to call him. He is incredible. He has been doing this such a long time, and I really feel that a lot of the information he gives out is very well researched and very thought out. He doesn't just say things randomly. He really researches what he's going to teach and it's, it's very well founded. So that's one of the reasons I love him so much. I saw him in person a few years ago um, at an event that he hosted and it was absolutely incredible. I loved it so much. So I wanted to dive a little bit deeper into this saying so that you guys can learn ways to look at your mentors or look at people who are entrepreneurs and look for what they're doing that is currently working that you can apply to your business. Now, the actual quote from Tony Robbins is long ago, I realized that success leaves clues and that people who produce outstanding results do specific things to create those results. I believe that if I precisely duplicated the actions of others, I could reproduce the same quality of results that they had. And when you think about it, logically, it makes sense. If someone has achieved some sort of success and there are specific things they are doing that have helped them achieve that success, then why wouldn't we want to study that and learn more about it and work out how we can implement those same things in our life and in our business? So first off, let's talk about the importance of observing success. Now, something I see with a lot of new entrepreneurs and people wanting to start a business is they think that they have to completely reinvent the wheel. They think they need an original business idea. They need something that's never been done before, something that is so groundbreaking and revolutionary that they don't even try to start a business because they're waiting for that groundbreaking or revolutionary business idea to come along. And 
There's actually a saying by Mark Twain, which is there is no such thing as a new idea. And I think once you really understand that, it actually makes things a whole lot easier. Because if there's no such thing as a new idea, then you may as well just take an idea that's already out there and run with it and make it your own. It's like in my hair extensions business. I wasn't the person who created hair extensions. I wasn't the first person to do it, but I did find a method and I had learned a method from an instructor. And then I took that method and I made it my own. So I tweaked it. I made changes. I did things differently and I completely customized it to my own method. Now, was I the very first person that ever thought of hair extensions? No, but have I been able to create a method and a type that is unique to me that no other business is doing? Yes. So that's the whole point in taking an idea that has already been done, because even if you think that you have thought of an idea, that's, that's a new thing, 99.9% chance. It's not actually going to be something new. It probably exists somewhere out there in the world. You just don't know about it yet. So once you realize that it really takes that pressure off you of feeling like you've got to come up with some brilliant, never been done before idea. And you just start with an idea that works for you. When you look at other successful businesses or successful entrepreneurs, there is normally a pattern that they follow. So there are specific things that a lot of very successful entrepreneurs or CEOs do that make them successful. So if we decide that we want to be observant and start looking at those things that they're doing, start trying to understand their mindset, start trying to take some of the actions that they're taking, that can lead us to success as well. But it's like our own tailor-made journey to success. It's not a cookie cut thing that is the same for every single person. It's a very tailor-made process. You want to almost think of it as a blueprint. So if you think about a building or a skyscraper being built, that needs to have a blueprint that needs to have a clear set of plans for everyone to follow in order to build that building. And it's really the same with running a business. If you are going into it and you're just kind of winging it and hoping for the best, you're really wasting your time because you could actually be following a blueprint and doing things that people have done already that have proved to work as opposed to just trying different things out and wasting your time and trial and error when you can just follow a blueprint that's already been done. This is one of the reasons why observing other success is so important. It's actually a way to save you time. You can actually collapse time and get to your result so much faster by observing what others have done and looking at that and then implementing it in your own life. You can also look at the success of others as a mirror. So when you're observing what they've done, it doesn't just reflect the good things that they have done, but it's like comparing two puzzle pieces. So imagine that you're one puzzle piece and they are the other. It's like comparing the both to see where the other might fit. So it's actually like a mirror reflecting back to you what you might be doing right or what path you might be on that's the correct path or maybe what you're doing wrong or what things could potentially be improved. It's looking at other people's successes as a mirror against yourself. And this is absolutely not a comparison game. This is not looking at someone else and saying, they're so much better than me. They have all these things. They do everything right. And I'm not at that level. That's absolutely not what this is about. It's not about comparing yourself as to who is better or worse or good or bad or anything like that. It's simply just looking at What actions is that person taking that I'm not taking or what mindset does that person have 
that I don't have and I would like to adopt. Or it could even be what habits does that person have? I talked last week about habits and how to implement you know, really good structured habits in your life, looking at someone who's successful and observing what habits do they have that have led them to that success. And it's actually interesting, but every industry or every business might be unique, but the principles of success are surprisingly very consistent, even throughout the world. This is something I find really interesting is that the principles of business are so similar. And this is something I've noticed in my coaching business, whether I'm helping someone in a completely different industry or the same industry as mine, the principles are still the same. You need to have a great product or a great service. You have to give your customers great value. Your price has to be right. Your marketing has to be right. There are so many similarities in business, whether it's here or it's the other side of the world or it's one industry or another, there is so many similarities. So when you're looking for these clues as to successful people, it doesn't have to be someone in your industry or even someone in your country. With the way that things are now, we obviously have the internet, we have social media, we can look at people from all over the world, all different types of industries and see what they are doing. Something I often like to do is look at people in the US and see what are they doing in their businesses? What ways are they marketing? What ideas are they coming up with? Or I like to look at different um, industries to see. So I'll sometimes look at lash extensions or beauty industry or tanning industry, and I'll look at what they're doing in their business so that I can draw inspiration from my business. I would never want to look at someone who was a competitor of mine and draw inspiration from them because I obviously don't want to be copying them or doing the same things that they're doing. So I always look to other industries or other countries in order to draw inspiration. And of course, that's not to say you can't be aware of what your competitors are doing. I think that's absolutely a great idea, but I actually don't follow a lot of my competitors because I don't want to be seeing what they're doing and kind of having that subconsciously in the back of my mind. And then potentially having an idea, thinking that I had come up with this idea, but it's actually something that one of my competitors are doing. And I had just seen it because I was scrolling mindlessly on Instagram. So I like to try to look for inspiration and look for my clues in different places than what someone might normally look to think. Another thing you can look at is common mistakes or common pitfalls that people may have had. It's amazing when entrepreneurs or mentors will be honest and open about the challenges they've faced or the mistakes that they've made. I personally find that very endearing and I absolutely love seeing that, but also that knowledge is invaluable. That can really help us to collapse time and sidestep all of those pitfalls and things that we might've not thought about previously. I really try to be transparent on my podcast and my social media about some of the challenges I've had or some of the mistakes that I've made. I actually would love to do a whole episode about the biggest mistakes that I've made in business because I want to teach you guys and I want you to learn from my mistakes so that you don't have to go and make those mistakes yourself. You can just see what I've done and don't do that. So it's good to be able to look at other entrepreneurs and see what mistakes have they made or where have they gone wrong. And when someone is open enough to talk about it, which is so amazing, you definitely want to listen because you can learn so much from that. Another saying that I think is really relevant to this conversation is standing on the shoulders of giants. So that was a famous quote by Isaac Newton. And he said, I have seen further and is by standing on the shoulders of giants. So in entrepreneurship, these giants are successful 
entrepreneurs or successful businesses who have gone before us in our field. So when we look at them, it's almost like getting a vantage point of what is ahead. It's like being able to climb up onto a giant and see what's actually coming and what's going to be ahead in the future. Just gives you that really clear vision. And then that also helps you to strategize and navigate all the different things that you're going to come across as an entrepreneur. When you look at successful companies as well, whether you're looking at, say, Apple or Amazon, they're two of the most successful businesses in the world, they have certain patterns. So they identify a gap in the market, they create solutions, and then they also value their customer feedback. That is a really important key. So not only are you going to be looking for clues in other businesses, you're going to be looking for clues in your customer feedback. That is such a great place to find nuggets of information and ways that you could improve your business. So when we're looking at these giants or these really successful businesses, we're not just admiring them, but we're looking for those replicable patterns. We're looking for those things they do and their way of being and their culture and all those things that we can then bring into our business. I know I've talked about this before on the podcast, but there is a movie called The Founder and it's all about the creator of McDonald's or the creators of McDonald's. And it's so fascinating. If you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend going and watching it because It's just such an interesting movie about how they created the business, how they refined their systems and processes to be so amazing and just so unbreakable that that was really what helped them scale to the next level. And obviously so many other companies have come in and copied the systems and the strategies that McDonald's used. They were the first to do a lot of different things. But that doesn't mean that all the other companies that have come in afterwards are not successful. They are so successful. There are so many different companies doing very similar things to what McDonald's is doing, but very successful in their own right. So you really want to look for those people, those businesses that you can learn from and work out what they have done and observe what they've done so that you can start doing those exact same things. In a fast-paced world, time is everything. And for busy business owners like you, efficiency is key. That's why I use Flowdesk, the ultimate email building platform designed to save you time and skyrocket your business success. With Flowdesk, creating stunning emails is a breeze. Say goodbye to complicated interfaces and coding. Flowdesk's user-friendly editor empowers you to design captivating emails in minutes. They also have amazing automations which help you to save time and money. If you've ever gotten an email from me, you would have seen the beautiful design as I use Flowdesk for all my emails. Flowdesk offers a vast collection of templates crafted to match your brand's unique style. If you are interested in trying Flowdesk on a free trial, you can go to shakirajade.com forward slash Flowdesk to find out more or use my code shakirajade at checkout to save 50% off your first year. Join myself and thousands of other entrepreneurs who use and trust Flowdesk. Another great place to look for these clues is within mentorship. So if you work with a mentor or you have a mentor, you can observe their success and their mistakes and their entire journey just through talking to them. It's really going to give you such an insight into what running a business or what being an entrepreneur is actually like. It is so invaluable. And you have to remember as well, when you're looking at a mentor, you might be looking at them now where they have so much success and so much freedom and so much income and all those things, but they were once someone who was where you are. They were someone who started at the beginning, 
started at the bottom and worked their way up to the top. So they were once where you are and they understand what you're going through, where you've been, and they also know how to get you to where you want to be. There's actually a beautiful saying, a wise person learns from his mistakes, but a wiser person learns from the mistakes of others. And this perfectly encapsulates what the essence of mentorship is. It's diving deeper into how the mentor, not only what mistakes they've had, but how they actually handle those challenges. How do they overcome challenges? What kind of mindset do they have around challenges and how do they navigate through things? Of course, when you're working with a mentor as well, they can give you personalized feedback so they can act like that mirror for you. They can reflect things back to you that you may not even see about yourself or patterns that you're potentially engaging in that you don't even know that you were doing or you didn't even recognize. So that's one of the other beauties of having a mentor is they can really reflect those things back to you. Another place that you can find some of these clues is within networking. So networking can really be a powerful way to learn a lot of lessons and to gain a lot of insight. And I know some of us love networking. Some of us hate it. I'm personally on the fence about it. If I'm in the mood for it, I love it. If I'm not in the mood for it, it's the worst thing in the world. So for me, it's I'm definitely 50-50 on that side. But I do really understand the importance of networking. And I do really think there is so much value in it. If you think of it like this, every person that you meet at a networking event is like an individual book. They've got their own experiences, their own successes, their failures, they have knowledge. And if you have a conversation with just one person, you might maybe unlock one chapter from their book. But once you actually start to build a genuine connection with them, then you get to access the entire book or the entire volume or the library of books that they have. And Think about this. If you meet meet one person and you have this conversation, you start unlocking these things about them. Every person that you have is like a multiplication effect. You have the potential to gain so much knowledge from different people. So if you think about it more as each person is a book and they have something to offer you, they have some knowledge, they have some experiences. It's far more about building those genuine connections than just thinking about what you're going to get out of the conversation or potentially trying to sell to them or trying to get something from them. You want to be looking at every person as this book of experiences and these invaluable stories and things that they have to offer. Another place you can find clues is within your failures. Not that I believe that anything really truly is a failure, but we of course make mistakes and things don't go as planned. So looking for clues within these failures is a really great place to look. And Thomas Edison, the creator of the light bulb, famously said, I have not failed. I have just found 10,000 ways that didn't work. So each of those times that he tried to create the light bulb, it was just a clue in steering him in the right direction to finally invent his invention. It's really the same principle. If every success leaves clues, then every failure also leaves clues. So if you have a failed product launch or a failed marketing campaign, or maybe you've tried a business before and it didn't work, or you've brought a new service into your current business and it just didn't work, it is totally fine. It's just a lesson that's waiting to be uncovered and you just haven't found it yet. If we think about Thomas Edison as well, after so many unsuccessful attempts, like thousands and thousands of unsuccessful attempts, he could have just decided that this idea of the light bulb was impossible, that it wasn't going to happen. And he could have just walked away. And imagine how different our lives would be today if we didn't have light 
if we didn't have electricity, if we didn't have running water to our houses, how different would our life be if he had given up on that idea of the light bulb? And that's something I want you to think about in your business. If you have an idea or you have something that you know deep within your soul and within your heart is something that is going to work and you want to do it, you have to keep going and you have to not give up. This is the point where so many entrepreneurs fail and they just give up because it seems too hard or it seems impossible. But that's really the point where you need to keep going and you need to push through. And that's where the beauty in the breakthrough really is. I'm of course not saying that you should completely flog a dead horse. If something is not working and you have tried and tried and tried, and it's absolutely just not worth your time and energy. There is a point where you have to give up on something or you just have to make that call that it's probably not the right decision or it's not the right pathway for you. But like I said, if you know, and you have evidence that what you're doing is working and you're on the right path, then you just have to keep going because you don't know how many people's lives you could change. You don't know how many people you could impact if you kept going. And sometimes it's not even about giving up on something. It's just about pivoting. I spoke in one of my previous episodes about Netflix, how they started out as a DVD subscription service, and then they've transformed into video streaming. So they didn't completely abandon the whole idea of being able to provide video entertainment to their customers, but they just went about it in a different way. They realized the way that they were doing it wasn't going to work and it wasn't going to move forward into the future. So they pivoted into online video streaming and completely transformed their business. Now they're one of the most successful well-known businesses in the world. So it doesn't always have to be about giving up an idea or giving up on a business. Sometimes it just means pivoting in a different direction. But again, that's where we need to be looking for those clues, looking for what's working and looking for clues within that, but then looking at what's not working and observing that very closely. So now it comes to the part where we need to take some action on what we've talked about today. So don't leave this episode without taking some kind of action towards looking for clues. So that might mean you're going to go and buy a book and you're going to read a book, or you're going to do an online course with someone in your industry or another industry that you really look up to, or you're going to book a networking event. You know, there's one that you want to go to that you've been thinking about it. You're going to go and you're going to do that networking event. You need to take action to start looking for those clues. So I want you guys to take that as a little bit of a challenge after listening to this episode, take one piece of action that is going to help you in your study of success and really help you to push yourself and push your business in the right direction. And if there's one takeaway from today's episode, let it be this. I want you guys to observe, then learn and then act. So it's just a three-step process. Observe what others are doing. Look at what success they've had. Look for those clues. Learn from those things and then act upon it yourself in your business. So now comes for my favorite things. So this week I want to talk about having a consultant in your business or hiring a consultant in your business. So just to give you guys some backstory, when I first started my business, I was doing everything. I was wearing all the hats. I was doing all the things. And of course, when you're first in the early stages of a business, you don't really have the finances to be able to hire someone or to get a specialist in their field to do different things. And it's actually interesting when I think about my business journey, it's taken me quite a while to really move out of that way of thinking and be open to hiring specialists and to putting money into those things. I have 
been very much of the thought pattern that I can always do things myself. If I can learn it myself, if I can do it myself, then I'm going to do that option rather than paying a professional to do it. Because in the beginning, I always had more time than money. And I figured that was the best way to go about it, which it was at the beginning for sure. But now that I'm further along in my business and I do have the money to invest in things, I am really loving hiring specialists to do certain things in my business. So for instance, one thing a couple months ago, or it was probably a year ago now, I hired a web designer to completely redo my website. Now, when I first started my business, I did my website myself and that was totally fine. It functioned, it worked, it served a purpose. But then as I've grown and I want my business to look more polished and more professional, I hired a website designer. Another person I recently hired was an Asana specialist. So we use Asana in our business to manage all of our tasks and all of our projects, but I really wanted to understand it better. And I wanted to kind of get a framework as to the best way to use Asana and how to set it up to really help improve our business, improve our systems and just improve the day-to-day use of the business. So I hired an Asana specialist to come in and completely set up the Asana so that it's going to work best for my business. And then she also does training on how to use it and what to do with Asana. And I just thought it was so helpful. And I just want to encourage you guys, if there is, if you of course have the finances for it in your business and there's a particular area where you are struggling and you've tried to work it out yourself and you just can't work it out. Don't be afraid to hire someone who is a specialist in that area. It's not like hiring an employee where you have to think deep and long about it. And is this going to work for my business? This can just be a one-off thing, or it could be potentially be a small project that you work on together where you can get some kind of result in much less time by working with a specialist. I actually wish I had done this a little bit more in my business from the start because I probably did waste a lot of time trying to figure things out myself that I could have just gotten the answer from someone more experienced or more specialized in that area. So that is my little tip. It is something I'm really enjoying at the moment. And I have actually been inspired from some podcasts I've been listening to where I've heard other entrepreneurs talk about hiring someone for some particular part of their business. And I thought, why am I not doing that? Why am I struggling through this or that when I could just hire someone temporarily to work with me to get the result that I need in far less time? So I'm all about that now. And I'm actually really excited to see what other hires I can make or who else I can work with to help me through some of those things in my business. So that is just one of my favorite things I've been really enjoying lately. And I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I'll be back here again next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast today. If you enjoyed it or got some value from it, please share it with a friend who you think might like it also. If you're feeling extra generous, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me to reach more people and spread my message to those who need it the most when growing their business. Thanks once again, and I'll see you here next week.